This episode of The Awkward Minority is sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription-based service that provides you with all the geek and gaming-related merchandise that you can handle. This month, you're in for a granddaddy of a mall surprise because we have the one and only Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Marvel Universe, Ghostbusters, and the phenomenon that everybody just can't stop talking about, Stranger Things. Now, Loot Crate gives you five to six items in every box, and you're guaranteed to get a phenomenal t-shirt. Last month's t-shirt, I'm wearing right now. It was a Transformer shirt. It was pretty cool. So make sure you go over to trylootcrate.com backslash awkward minority. Again, that is trylootcrate.com awkward minority. You have to October the 19th to sign up for this Loot Crate box because once the deadline hits, this box is gone forever and you're going to regret missing it. So head over to trylootcrate.com backslash awkward minority. Now let's get to this show. All right. Run it. Welcome to the Arkham Minority Podcast, episode 68. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Steel Jamel Hill, while she's suspended. And joining me, as always, is the lovely, poetry-influenced Lady Godiva. Hi! And also here, coming live from the grand stage of New Jersey, we got Awesome Nobody and Candice from the Little Miss Entertainment Podcast. Hey, how y'all doing today? Good, good, good. I am so excited to be back on the Awkward Minority. You know you guys are like my my brother and sister, my digital brothers and sister that I've never met in person, but you just have cultivated this family and I just love it and I was so excited. When you guys were like, yo, it's time, and I was like, that was definitely all overdue. And then we brought on Awesome, Awesome wanted to jump on the line. That's right, man. We actually turned the volume on my mic this time. Usually I'm behind the scenes, you know, just being quiet, working the board. But today I'm actually commenting, got some stuff to say, really happy. We had a busy week. You know, we did a couple of episodes, we did a couple of We appreciate you for listening. What I gotta do, I gotta do some housekeeping. I gotta do some housekeeping real quick. So, 
as everybody, well, as everybody probably don't know, we we recently put out a trailer for the Sanquans Fall Collection. It's titled Don't Hurt Yourself. It's coming out the top of November, November 1st. So make sure you go check that one out. Sanquan.com. That's S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. It is directed by Lady Godiva. It is starring our favorite model, Trisha Williams. I call her Pat, but, you know, Patricia's her name. So y'all make sure y'all go check that one out. Yeah, and that's the funny part. Like we like she normally don't want to model. Like we've been asking her for a while and like at, at one point we said, Okay, we ain't gonna ask you no more. And then she was like just out of the blue, like I'm ready and it was like, Oh, okay, you want you ready? All right, we're gonna just throw you full fledged into this now. Yeah, it's the um Brit it's the it's the line from Britney from Alabama Shakes when she say, um, don't cross she goes, You're right, I'm right, but don't cross that line. Like I like like I love the Alabama Shakes. They're a great rock band. Britney, the lead singer, has an incredible voice. She sounds like a old songstress, like the big like a big mama, like when she'd be in the kitchen cleaning. That that woman, she has one. That, she has one. Like if y'all haven't heard it, it's Alabama Shakes. Don't want to fight. That song is incredible. Like it's on a. It's they won a Grammy for like best contemporary rock. Like I don't even want to gas it up, but it is some. They make some of the most greatest music ever. Like if you watch, you watch Mr. Robot. Oh yeah. You. Yeah, I know. I know. Awesome. This I know. Awesome. Like it. They had um their song on their one. I forgot what episode it was, but their their song's been on there before. So they make a lot of good. They make a lot of good music. So when people get a chance, they should definitely check that out. They should also check out. Did, have y'all heard the Division album? Have y'all heard Division's new album? Listen, okay, y'all, y'all, y'all need to go ahead and play that division album because it's, it, I got stuff. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going. It's not the okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a temper fate. It's not the greatest album out because that goes, that goes, that still is Scissor. Scissor still made the greatest R and B album of the year, but that, that, that division is on track to be pretty good because they have some, they got some lines on there. Just know, fellas, you can hit your women with some of these lines when they come home from work. You'll be like, I hate, I hate when you look very stressed out. But I love when you take your scratch out on me. Like it's like it's a lot. It's a lot of lines I can hit them with. Oh, so oh, they dropping these bars. Oh, they got they got the bar. <laughs> Yo, Daniel, Daniel be kill. Daniel be killing it. You got nineteen. You got nineteen eighty five on the production, and Daniel be killing it. Now that you say that, the division it's spelled weird, right? It's spelled like D V S N, right? Yeah, D V S N. Yeah, I, I did. I heard. Of, I haven't heard this song, but I have heard. Of, I heard a lot of people talking about. It. I'm gonna look them up now. Definitely have to That's some. That's some good. That's some good R and B, man. You put that on, man. It's gonna be over. You know, you know who I gotta recommend? Who recommended people? Who you got? I gotta recommend Son- Sonder and Brent Fife. Yes. Yeah. Yo, I was just. I was. Yo, 
I was about to mess up his name. I'm glad you said his name. I'm glad you said his name. Because that was my, that was next on the list. I was like, Division came out. Brent Feige came out. But I was, I was like, how the hell you say this last name? But he's incredible too. Like, we're in the midst of so much great R&B that I can't even control myself. It's an amazing, it's an amazing album. But if you do want that '90s R&B, then Candace, they do got you because the Vision got it. The Vision is they they mix up some Maxwell. I can't hit the Maxwell high notes, but they do. They got the they got the Max. I was gonna try. I, mean, I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna try. They got the Maxwell high notes on like P. It got a song called POV, and that's the one where he says, "I don't want to change your mind." Well, he goes, "I don't want to change your life. I just want to change your mind. Make you need to change your clothes, but I still want change on you." I'm like. Yes, okay. it it gives you that okay. iron. It gives you that nineties R and B vibe. They they not playing. I, okay, I I got it now. I got it now. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's that's your population <laughs> Then then after you listen to because the new album called The Morning After. After you listen to The Morning After, you should listen to September fifth fifth because September fifth is a mas- That's a masterpiece. That's the that's their debut album. If Drake put some, if Drake put some push behind these boys, then they could be really big, because they got a world. Yeah, they were they got the world famous 1985 as the his as the producer of the group because two people in the group. So if they just put that push behind them, then they could be big. Like they could be super humongous. Information jewels from you guys. I just live for it. I live for it. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> but, 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 uh, did you want to start on the first offer, Neil? I was about to hit that the next one. High note. No, I was just saying. Yeah, we can do. We can do the. Um, we can do the first offer, Neil. All right. Okay. You gotta hit it. You gotta awkward hit it. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the awkward mail. If you have any questions or advice that you need, then feel free to email us. That is jvars at j-a-v-a-r-i-s at planet of the San Juan. That is s-a-n-q-u-o-n dot com. Or you can email Lady Godiva and buy some poetry from her at <laughs> kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. That is g h a d i r edwards by lady g dot com i'm gonna do the fir- i'm gonna do the first one because it's really it's really it really touched my soul because we talked about it 
Actually, before we talk about that, is Eminem wearing Yeezys in that Eminem freestyle that he dropped last week on the Beats at BT? <laughs> I think the same thing. Yo, you look so funny because I've seen that, right? Somebody made a video and they cut it so that it was all the parts that he didn't rap, so it was like his reps, right? And it was him walking around, and I guess the point of it was him making a statement without using his words, and it was still impactful. And I saw his shoes, right? And I was like, what are those? <laughs> Yo, we thought. And I was like, oh, is that easy? And I looked again, and he had some type of boost song, but I was like, listen, I need uh, Eminem to wear the Yeezys now nah, where, like, the uh, the, the Ultra Boost. <laughs> right? Like, like celebrities love doing that because in Beyonce's Don't Hurt Yourself video, when she's in the when she's in the parking garage, she's wearing Ye- she's wearing um the Yeezy outfit, like she's wearing the Yeezy jumper for the women. So it's like mm-hmm. so it's like they su- mm-hmm. they subtly su- look at look at Candace. So they subtly support they subtly support him. <laughs> so I was like maybe I was like maybe M is wearing Yeezys. But, but it- <laughs> yeah, some shade on. Some sh- oh man, don't do man they yo. That shady. I never want no shady boy. That was that was. I'm not. I'm. I'm be. I'm be. I'm be nice. I'm be nice to people. I'm be nice to Eminem fans and not not mention. Anyway, okay, okay. <laughs> to the Aquaman thing about tech. I accidentally shoplifted by Joseph a tomato. I was going to prepare dinner and I was about to slice it up when I had a flashback came over me. I realized that I did not buy the tomato and I can't recall. Whether or not I put it in my bag or somebody else put it in my bag. I was at self-checkout and I stopped and shop. I'm literally sitting here contemplating what should I do. I kind of feel guilty if I eat it, but I kind of want to eat it because it's already at my house. Or should I go back to the grocery store and let them know that I shoplifted this tomato? I ran out of the store pretty fast because I had to catch the bus. What should I do? This this one is like oh, a this one man, is like a, a yeah. One. Look at you! You it, this is horrible. This is horrible. Somebody <laughs> can go first. Somebody can go first. I know. I I know. I know. Y'all just overwhelmed by this stealing right here. But somebody can go first. Go ahead, Kim. Can I? Can I just say okay? This is this is so. This is everybody that was a good one because it was my life this past weekend. So, you know when you go in the store and they have, like, like the stuff, like, real quick, like, you can get, like, it'll be, like, batteries and toothpaste, toothbrushes, like, that kind of stuff, like, right when you walk into the store. Mm-hmm. So, I was walking into the store, and I thought, oh, I need batteries. And I was like, oh, I had forgot, you know, those, like, um, the useful bags that you need. So, I went back. I had the batteries in my hand, walked back out the door of the store. And I went and got my reusable bags out my my um out my car, and then I put the batteries in my pocketbook. <laughs> then I went shopping, and then when I got home, I was like, "Oh my god, I just pay for these batteries." So almost the exact same thing, right? I went back to the store and I paid for the batteries. So I know, like, I'm like, like, like. Like, what? 
I'm thinking this. I, I picked this one as like a joke. I didn't know it was gonna get like a confession out of you right now. It really did, though. As soon as you started, coming, I was like, they, "Did they know? Did they see me? Am I on camera?" Like, <laughs> well, well, to answer this person' question, you 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 might would just go to Mexico, man, because what you you already busted. You are you've been shoplifting. We already got it. We already got this high tension in the climate so you're going they're going to prosecute you to the fullest i can't even get my joke off no more because you done shared your story <laughs> i was say you gotta move to you gotta move to, you gotta move to mexico you gotta change your name you gotta first you gotta you gotta you gotta catch a body because somebody in that store seeing you so you gotta you gotta you gotta wipe them off the planet you gotta you gotta kill them first of all this is right you're subject to a fine from 500 to 750 dollars right Exactly. See, you got it. You got to get out of here. You busted. You, you, it, it, your life is over, man. Over, over a potato. I hope it was a good tomato, too. You going to jail for a tomato. You going to jail for a tomato. Three strikes. He already on two. He already got two strikes. That's what he's not telling us. He got two strikes. They're going to connect that crime with another crime and they're going to put you on the right? <laughs> you and somebody else in on the Rico, y'all all gonna do federal crime. <laughs> gonna sprinkle, gonna sprinkle some crack on them. Oh my goodness! But the, on the serious note, man, I mean, hey, I bet you that tomato never tasted better. <laughs> 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 right? I'm not, I'm not returning. I'm, I'm not turning. I'm not returning the tomato. It's my, it's my tomato. I forgot. Oh well, it's, it's my tomato. I'm not gonna feel that guilty. I stole, I stole the jumping bean when I was eight, and I cried. But no, 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 I'm not about to be a grown man to my stone tomato. Here's a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you're So, Lady Godiva, hit us with the next question. The next question ain't funny. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Well, it's probably gonna be funny to uh, us, but it ain't. This one ain't funny. This one ain't funny. But Lady Godiva, without further ado, okay. Hopefully, I don't crack up like I did last time. Oh um, man. Okay. So Papa Chico, Papa Chico was carrying my family apart from the dog. How do you deal when your whole family are Trump supporters and you are not? I love my family, but I don't want to go home for the holidays because they are always talking politics. I am politically moderate, liberal, liberal, sorry, liberal, and they call me a libtard and ignorant if I say something critical of Trump. They are so rude to me, and I don't identify with the political party anyway. I am pretty critical of all politicians. I just don't know how to deal with it. Please send advice. Who want to go first? Well, I'll take Santa's response. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Um, you know, 
when you're in such a politically charged environment 24 7 since the day that Trump, that Trump was inaugurated. So, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I probably did. That was a pretty call for 40 and 50. But anyway, I mean, when it comes to family, especially if your family is that passionate, I mean, we, we have like, neighbors that have big, huge Trump signs, like banners, like those banners that, like, they put small things on the side of their house. It can be very awkward, no pun intended, to be, you know, in those types of situations, but your family is your family, and you can't pick your family, right? So, it, my best advice would be, like, to divert the situation from talking about those politics, because People that are diehard Trump fans, they're diehard Trump fans. There's nothing that you're going to be able to say to change their mind about that. And if it gets on your nerves, just pick a different topic and, and, and talk about it. Okay. I got an open invitation for this guy. He come to my house for the next four years. He got to get a girl. He got to get a girlfriend. There you go. That'll take up all his time. Cause he is not. You can't. You can't go home. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let you breathe. Like they already calling you name. They already making up liberal tards. Like what? Like come on, dude. They sound like the people on Facebook. Like you're not gonna be able to. You're not gonna be able to avoid this. The yo, I like. Man, the political banter on Facebook is the absolute worst. Just the other, just today, just today. I think today is like the anniversary of like the, the debate that Romney and Obama was having, one of the first ones. And all I said on Facebook, mm-hmm. this all I said, this all I said, I said, McRomney will not answer a question directly. I said, you ask this man what colors the sky, and he goes, Well, you know, I love all I love colors. And this, that's all I said. I didn't say I didn't say he's a horrible person. I ain't called McRomney no names. Then a person will comment, like, cause you can still see the old comments too. This person was like, Well, Obama doesn't answer questions either. And I was like, Okay. And McRomney still didn't answer that question. And as I was, I guess, as I was writing that, writing that out to her, like they asked Obama, they asked McRomney another question. I was like, look, they just asked McRomney about gun control. Then he started talking about fast and the furious and having parents in the house. I was like, this man does not answer questions. And then she just went full crazy and she said, well, Obama gonna have gas prices four dollars. So if you want four dollar gas, then you can vote for McRom. I mean, vote for Obama. I'm like, what are you t- like? People just be saying stuff, so you can't avoid these crazy conversations. You just not. You just, uh-huh. just don't go home. Common said the home is where the hate is. It'll make it'll show people's real colors too. You'll be like, I didn't even know. Well, you think you'll know somebody until they start talking about politics, but. I really didn't know who you were. Like I didn't know that you felt like that. You know, right? Like I had to clear out so many people for my friends list when Obama became president. Like it was crazy. It was like the purge. But, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I like I like when people let me know how they really feel because it's like okay, so I, I don't even have to dig to know you know, who you really are. You let me know from the back, like, if you're wicked, okay, well, 
I know where I stand with you. And that, and that's, that's how I feel about it. Cause we're, you know, we're, we're in a world right now where we're just going through our feelings. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, if there's Trump supporters, you see them all over the place. They, they can have their, their little party going on. They'll go down soon anyways, but it's like, we, you know, with this person, with his family events, you either suck it up and, you know, like Candace said, change the topic, divert, or don't go there because you're uncomfortable. Why would you want to be around that? <laughs> You know, so, beat up um, one of them, beat um, one of them up, and then discussions end quickly. Just, just two piece one of them, real quick. Hey, you put on Instagram when the guy called the other guy a racial slur and the guy punched him dead in the eye. Uh-huh. Oh, the the Panthers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He punched him right in his eye. It's like you give him a call. And his children just watch. Like it's like I don't care. I don't man. These children just watch them as they got punched in the eyes, just bleeding. They just looking like it's too. So that's so that's all you gotta do because they're not about their life. They're not going to. They're not going to retaliate. You you hit one of them, it's gonna be you hit them. and You sit down and eat your turkey. This is gonna be a good day. They're not gonna bother you. <laughs> and we and, like, the whole train, like, just revolted on him. Oh, that was bad. They, like, pour hot, <laughs> threw hot soup on him. <laughs> they go, that's even worse. Good luck. That, oh, man. Yo, they, they really getting, they, okay, they really getting bold. Let's get to the next question before I get angry. I have a flashback. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. You can do another one if you would like. Okay, not a problem. Let's go. Okay, so this one um, is friends that ask for money from Alice Heavenway. I have this friend that is constantly asking me for money. She always promises that the money will be returned, but it very rarely is. For the past two years, she has been constantly asking me for money. Tens of times in a month, every month. Sometimes it's $200, sometimes it's $100, but mostly $5, $10, $20. I do have a lot of extra money, but that uh, I'm not really spending. But it's getting very frustrating, constantly giving him and never getting any of it back. There's always an excuse. It's never his fault. He can't give me back the money he owes because something... He had in sand was rescheduled. There's always something. If I have to count the money, it would be around two thousand to three thousand dollars, probably more. He should. How should I proceed? Should I still give him money in the hopes of someday getting it back, a good deed, etc., or should I just completely stop? No. No. <laughs> you can go. Go right ahead.
said that went all the way there. <laughs> Never sell where you sleep at. It makes me see. I was all up in it. See, I was going to share the Bronx Tale, the Bronx Tale strategy of it. What's that, Jesus? I was going to share. I was going to share the Bronx Tale strategy of it, which is if somebody owe you money, you just let them owe you that money because you will never have to hear from them again. But if they owe you a couple three, they owe you three. What's she three thousand? Oh, I'm at your door. Like I'm, I'm at your. I'm at, I'm at your door. I'm I'm living I'm living down your front porch till you pay me my money back. Like I might I'm gonna take your groceries. Like there's no way you gonna owe man, I wish somebody would owe me three thousand dollars. Yeah, okay. I I think like at this point, 
you know how they say do do it once, shame on me, do it twice, you know that that thing. Fool me one time, shame on me. Fool me twice, could put the blame on me. Fool me three times, I mean, could put. Fool me one time, as the great philosopher J. Cole would say. I got calmed down. Don't get too hype for saying it. Fool me one time, shame <laughs> on me. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, fuck the peace sign, load the chopper, let it rain on you. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is a lesson learned for her. And she, nah, she, f- ain't she, no damn lessons. You better, you better, you, you better hit him up. Ain't no. <laughs> nah, you switch sides on me. Now you about to meet Westbrook. You better, man, you better stop playing. Nah, ain't no learning, no lesson. <laughs> man, nah, ain't no, ain't no three thousand dollars. Le- man, this one company owed me three thousand dollars. Well, not three. They owed me five thousand dollars, and it was they owed me that for two weeks, and I harassed them for two weeks for my money. Ain't no lessons learned. I heard that. Man, this- you gotta call me a different number. You gotta have to. Sometimes you gotta say rude things. You gotta be rude. Man, I was rude. I don't care. Like it's just like you owe me my money, and then it's one thing to owe somebody money, and then it's another thing to keep on asking on top of owing the money. That's just disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. Halloween is coming out. You better get dressed up. With the, you know, money collector. You know, <laughs> better dress up like the Grim Reaper. Exactly. So that's the issue with me with the money and the, mo- the money. That, that's why I'm fool people, man. I'll be like, you know what? I, I, I just be like, no, no. I don't even make up excuses. No, I'm too old. I don't want you lying. I don't want you running around the streets lying on me. I don't care what people think, but no, I know. Just no, no. You don't deserve my money. Got treat you like them hookers. Be like, did you did you do anything for this? But did you work for this money? So why would I give you any of it? Yo, y'all, did, y'all gotta watch the Deuce. The Deuce is a good show on HBO. You know the girl I interviewed for the podcast, Andrea Rachel. Oh, yo, 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 she is on there. She is on there. Yes, yes. She's a. She's doing a phenomenal job. Shout out to her. She is amazing. Let me let me calm my voice before I said that because I was about to say she and she's a prostitute. She is dirty. She's got a suit where I'm from too. She's a lady of the night. She is a streetwalker. Shout out to Andrea uh, Rachel Parker. She's amazing. Um, for all the listeners out there, the awkward listeners. Make sure to. Um, the- episode 50, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's 50. Go check out episode it 50. Because it just, it just clicked in my mind because the one pimp, the pimp that played Lady Godiva, noticed the pimp that was, that was with. Not Omar, the pimp that was with Avon, them in The Wire. He plays a pimp in The Deuce that was the bodyguard dude. Oh, yeah, that dude. He, he was, um, he's, he's, he's Wale's cousin. He plays the pimp. And he was like, yo, I don't want her. She looks 16. What am I going to do with that? Ain't trying to get no jail bait. So then he trades her off. We sound so horrible. He trades her off to Method Man. The Method Man was like, "Well, we got to change that name because nobody want you know nobody want no 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 you know nobody want to mess with you with that name." So it's a man. That's a good show. Yeah, 
it's a really good show, and I think that it's hard when it comes off of, um, like, for HBO, anything that comes on after Game of Thrones and people, like, have unsubscribed, you know, they, they don't have the subscription to HBO anymore. It's not that same audience, but that show is freaking amazing. I'm obsessed with it. That's like Tower, right? Man, but if y'all do still have stars, because I kept stars for a while, Survi- Survivor's Remorse on Stars is executive produced by LeBron James. It is incredible. That's an incredible. It's a it's a good show, but I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not worth nine dollars a month. Like Stars got to step the game up because. Star- Stars have to put stars trying to milk the money because they have they have American gods, they have power, and they have they have I think they have survivors remorse, but they space it out so they try to keep you in the prescription the subscription, but they're but it's not worth it's not worth it. Like they gotta step they gotta get some shows, you know. They gotta do which tra- which mm-hmm. transitions which they gotta get something besides out to like hold that audience. And that's what Which is a great transition. In 2017, it feels like corporations now more than ever are not actually in tune with their audience. Because me and Awesome Nobody was talking about this on Twitter during the BT Awards. It seems like they're playing to the the youth factor with these musical choices when they should be playing to the older generation. How do y'all feel about television in 2017 as a as a broad stroke? Listen, listen, because they had Loke Dog on there too. Because remember, Loke Dog used to be on there. Oh man, that was the show. I love, I love, I love that. I'm I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna. They just yeah. Because as everybody that listens to this podcast, no, I didn't grow up around no black people, so I was always fascinated by the black shows. And that was that was my show. That and Good Times was my show. Like that, Good Times, like the Jeffersons. That was a good show. The brother's the brother's real name is actually Rock. That was the funny part about the show was the brother, the one that was always fucking up. He his name was Rock.
value the lessons. You remember the end of Family Matters, the, the music was starting to come in, and then, like, Carl, the dad, would sit down with Laura or Eddie and, like, you know, tell them, like, hey, listen, it would have a message at the end, and I just feel like TV has gone so far away from that. There's so much sexuality on television now, I mean, it's just, it's just so different. I think, I think what they go wrong at is the markets, right? So, what they're trying to do is, they're 100% trying to market to the youth that will influence the parents for the fucking mm-hmm. power, right? Absolutely. So, they, they, they advertise cigarettes to kids and stuff like that, or, they, or, or, Disney vacations to kids to get them to tell their parents to buy it. You know, that, that's what they're looking for. But you're right, when it comes to award shows, us, and I say us as people over the age of 25 are looking at TV. We don't understand who the artists are, right? Because it's artists that they're not playing on TV otherwise, except when they come to these award shows and they run all their awards. They're not doing a good job of connecting the people who actually watch TV with the music. They're not. They're 100%. They need to basically bring the crowd favorites, right? That people have been watching for a while to the forefront instead of most of the new artists that, uh, that nobody's really up on. I mean, the internet is, is, is contained in itself. Even though it is a major platform, it's still contained, right? I was on the internet today, and the news has been about this rapper from Michigan named NF, who apparently had his number one album over um, Rockstar, what is it, Post Malone and 21 Savage, yeah. over Tyron Teddy, right? And yeah. I'm like, I've never heard of this guy, but through the internet, through his sales, he has a number one album this week or month or whatever, however it is, that's what I posted up. And then they'll put him on TV. And then we'll look at him and we'll all be like, we've never heard of him. Young people are not watching TV. Young people are out. Young people are at the club. Young people are in class, or should be in class, I should say. And it's not connecting at all. What? I'm, lo- I'm looking at this. I didn't, this is a, this is a, this is a, oh, what? Yo, Christian, okay. What did get there? Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm, I don't know this person I don't listen to his music but I'm j- I'm just yeah yeah the, the the representation on TV is not is not really accurate because when they had the Migos up there the Migos were doing well they was doing like Hotty Toddy or something like that it's like what are you doing just do bad and bougie and get off the stage <laughs> like I'm not like I'm not trying to be funny it's like. You have to, at some point in time, you have to play to your audience. BET has been doing this for a long time. MTV is recent as, as recent as last week with the TRL reboot. It's like you have to understand that what worked, like what worked for you then does not going to work now. Like a lot of us enjoy music videos, but we watch them on YouTube. So if we consume music videos on YouTube, I don't want to watch TRL and then you didn't make it worse. You don't get like Carson Daly or somebody like that. And this is no disrespect to DC Young Fly, but you get DC Young Fly and some other young people. His audience don't own a TV. My brother, my brother uses a TV for one thing, and that's to play a video game. He's not watching TV. He don't even know. He don't even know that TRL is a thing. He don't even know what the hell TRL is. Like, you can't give us that nostalgia back. Like I was reading, I was seeing another thing because it was talking about the Hey Arnold movie. We all gonna watch the Hey Arnold movie because that's the television show. Oh, 
See what I'm saying? It's like you if you if you understand your lane, then you can get us. They gonna have the rock. They making a Rocco's Martin Life movie too. Like this, they either bringing the series back or the movie. Yeah, so it's like you got us. Like be happy that you have us people over twenty five because we buy more product. And this is coming from a person that actually you know that that sells things. By the way, I'm sorry, Candace, that you wasn't able to get the vans. I'm so sorry. That, I was like literally two seconds probably away the, from getting them banned. I was heartbroken, but they can be in the plug. You definitely got the plug. Like I honestly, <laughs> like I honestly, that that goes back to this. I on because that's the thing. I did not know that it was gonna sell in five minutes. Because when we when we put it together, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna put it up, and I sent it. I sent it to you three minutes before we even put it live so no so you was first in line but then it went live and now i was like yo i thought you was like when you said it was sold out i was like how how like i did not expect i did not expect that i've been on releases where i'm in line in queue and it'll just be you'll know you'll be like okay it's taking a long time so i got the item i just gotta wait till it gets to the cell like you know the final cell phase no, that bad boy refreshing was like pulled out. I was like, oh man. <laughs> I I was like mad for you, but I was proud of myself in the same moment because I marketed the hell out of that. I I did. I that was beautiful. You did, you did a great job on that. See, I know that you said like you know sign up for the newsletter, but sometimes you hit so much email, you can miss that kind of stuff. I really honestly feel like if anything high I I live on Twitter for it because. I read my tweets more than I would go in my email for something like that. As soon as you post it, I, I, I will and you so worth DM so quick. Like, you, when is this going on? <laughs> is, <laughs> oh <laughs> exactly. And that's what, like, that's where, that's where, that's where I have a understand. That's why that shout out to Vans. Vans understands you need somebody young to come in and shake shit up. Because I understand, mm-hmm. we gonna put this out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on Twitter. I'm gonna put it on my blog. I'm not. Uh, we do the email thing. I don't know how fast the email works. It's supposed to go instantly, but most people don't check their email because you get so many emails. But that goes back to the mm-hmm. market. That goes back to corporations. You have to understand this. At some point, you're old, and that the, your ideology has to go away. So. You have to take that out of the equation. Well, I know we joke. I know Kanye West has the, you know, Kanye West has the joke. The day you play me, it'd be the same day MTV plays videos. There was a little joke, you know, so, you know, you, you know. So it's like you, at some point in time, you have to just take it on the chin that you're never going to play these videos again. And you have to develop the content uh-huh. for us. Like just get, just give us what we want. Give us over 25. Give us what we want because we have the money to actually buy the things you're selling. Cause you, them eighteen year olds got to ask their parents. Their parents gonna be like, "What's that? I'm not buying it for you." So they're not gonna have all this disposable money. We are the for all the listeners that have a business. Your key audience is twenty five to thirty five, and that's free. That's free game for you. Like that's your market uh-huh. because the forty year olds they're gonna catch on to it because the thirty year olds are cool with it. So you don't even have to touch them. You don't even have to look their way. 25-year-olds, you know, they go see, you know, so everybody looks in that bubble. As much as they want to criticize you for being, oh, you know how them 20, you know when you're 19, ah, oh, fuck them 30-year-olds. They don't know they talk about. Everybody looks inside of that one bubble and sees what's going on and then they want to emulate it. So you got, so you just, 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 just pay attention to the people who you need to pay attention to. You know who got to figure that out? 
Keep on telling them. Exactly. That's that's another thing. It's like n- MTV can use that, right? Because you remember on com- this is that's perfect because MTV MTV we want to check because we just solved your whole freaking problem right here. Watch this. Some more free game. I don't get paid by MTV. I don't. I don't get no paycheck from MTV. I don't get no pay no paycheck. But MTV, you take awesome nobody's idea and you take the old platform of the artists to watch that you used to have on the commercials that you used to play for thirty seconds anyway. You take those. You take those and you put them on your platform. Your platform. I haven't looked at MTV's Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, you take all those platforms, you put them together, right? That got to be at least 60 million. We don't say 60 million. You take that 60 million, you tell Taco Bell, hey, you got feed to beat. We got artists to watch. Artists to watch by MTV, sponsored by Taco Bell. You charge them a, 
absurd amount of money tax that ass because it's worth it 60 million that means 60 million eyeballs are going to be on that product that they put together so you take that and you able to monetize off that then you take those artists let's say you let's say you you keep on doing 10 artists because since instagram you can post all damn day you can just keep you can just keep on funneling artists right you see what artists people are really feeling you take those 10 artists or five artists or whatever it is you take those artists on a feed the beat taco bell tour you know presented by mtv you take the footage from the damn shows you put it on instagram you want to see the long clip go to youtube because again you'll be marketing uh -huh. to both artists you'll be marketing to the youth and you'll be marketing to us old people because i always click the link in bio if i like if i'm feeling the song or i like the vlog that's why I like that's why the that's why the sanquans the sanquan teaser is only a minute long mm -hmm. it's a minute long yeah. i'm not giving you half I'm giving you a, I'm making, I'm chopping up a teaser to grab your attention. So when we, if we do have a video, we put a video out and you can go to YouTube, you can click that link in the bio. I'm not sending you around the world. You go one place, you go, you got two or one places and you already over there anyway, because complex figured this out. I want some money for all this free game we giving out, but complex already I figured this out. We need to make us all curators. And creative directors, we just figured out like a whole lot of stuff for them. Exactly, but they, yeah. but as Mark, as Mark Rodman likes to say, MTV is always behind. That's why he left them for Genius because Genius figured it out. We're gonna put everybody's figuring this out. This is something I don't mean to rant, but this is something I was talking about in 2008 when I was talking about magazines, and everybody was like, "Well, why you decided to do magazines on the internet?" It's because the people want to see things. For, for first of all, they want it for free. Secondly, mm -hmm. they don't want a lot of people are not nostalgic. I love magazines. I, I still get they still send me the magazines and I still put it on the shelf or whatever. They send me the digital copy. I never open my digital copy, but I understand that people want information quick, fast, and in a hurry now. So there was the magazine, the magazine industry was late to that party. Now Rolling Stone got to sell. Rolling Stone's gonna go out of business. Um I'm, I'm, I'm dancing around a couple of things because I like paychecks. So, but yeah, the, the, a lot of people are starting, a lot of people, a lot of people, y'all can put together some dots. Y'all listen, y'all listen to this podcast. A lot of people are starting to realize that what a lot of us young people was telling them when we was young is starting to come to fruition and they're trying to, they're trying so hard to catch up right now, but they're not able to. But I do want to say that Team Vogue is making some of the the most wokest articles, which is which is funny. I know, which is funny because a lot of y'all think it's mostly fashion. But Team Vogue is making some of the most wokest articles you're ever going to read. Let me let me not say you're ever yeah, going to that's, read. That's it, a line article that letters to herself was probably like was that this year last in the year the money? It was this. It was this year because we. Ooh, shit, I'm doing too much. Because Vogue, Team Vogue had like, Team Vogue kept on, put, put like seven, it was like back to back to back to back. Like people didn't catch on to it on Instagram. I kept on saying back to back every time I showed like a, a Vogue cover. I was referring to all the black women that was being put onto the Team Vogue covers because they understood that black women are the culture. Black women dictate what's cool. So they knew that audience that audience they can bring in while also being insightful to the white listeners because i'm all, i'm always of the firm belief that black people can say a million things like yg was just talking about this he was talking about donald trump when he was saying when he was saying fuck donald trump everybody was listening but they was not hearing it 
you know, goes back to the above the rim shit. I mean, not the above the rim. White man can't jump. You, you know, you can't hear Jimmy. So he, so when Eminem said almost the exact same thing, that caught people's eye because a white person has nothing to gain from this, you know? So they already on top. If you already on, you know, theoretically, if you're already on top of the world, if you speak out against social injustice, then it comes off as pure. Even though YG's is pure, Eminem's comes off as more pure. So that's what that's basically what Vogue is doing now. It's like they're they're shining a light on hypocrisy as America. But anyway, MTV. MTV need to do exactly what we said. Give us a nice fat paycheck. Bring us bring us on as as content creators. I, I come on MTV. BET needs to put black television in black television. It's no reason why Spike Lee does not have it's no reason that Spike Lee is doing she gotta have it at Netflix. On Netflix. Do you know how you know how popping this should have been BET, I'm telling you. Listen, I would I can change y'all. You know my pitch to Spike Lee would have been you put it on Netflix, Netflix pays you a nice amount of money. We're owned by Viacon. We can pay you that same amount of money. We can match that money. We can put campaign dollars behind you. You got a voice. We can utilize all our social platforms. Again, everybody. It shit sounds funny when I say it, but people listen. It don't matter if you have 1,000 people. They're going to be waking up to. They're going to be because I'm giving some more free game, man. It don't matter if you have 1,000 followers. If you, you take that 1,000 followers from each platform, and that, let's say it's five platforms, that's 5,000. You can, you can, you can get some money. You put it all together. So a lot of people like to, oh, I only got 3,000 over here. So I'm going to stop messing with Instagram or whatever. No, you put it on all platforms because it adds up. That's still a look. A look is a look because most people follow you on Instagram and not follow you on Facebook and not follow you on Twitter. So that a look is a look. You get paid off those looks. So you tell, you tell Spike Lee, you're going to put, cause watch Spike Lee's going to put, she's got to have it on Netflix. Everybody's going to watch it. We're all going to watch it. Period. We're not going to talk about it because as black Twitter like to say, we watch things as a family. The amount, the amount oh, of, true. the amount of tweets you would get from a show, she gotta have it. These young people are not gonna watch. She gotta have it. As much as I'm gonna, as much oh. as I'm going to enjoy watching it on Netflix, I would have happily waited for it to be on BET and watched it every week with the rest of us. Like it'd be me, Candace, Evan, oh. awesome nobody. Like we be, enjoy, we we all be interacting with each other. Like it's like every time something happens. Oh. It's us three. I, I never heard that you so well, but we do. We sit down, and it don't matter if we in Virginia, GA, PA, New Jersey. We sit down and we watch that TV together, and we tweet and we interact, and it is a family affair. I, you just blew my mind when you said that because I have never heard that before. But it's so freaking true. And that's what I'm saying. Like BET has to realize the if even if you don't go in there and you hit them with that because everybody is. Not that savvy, I get. I don't know. Even if you don't hit them with the, we can watch it as a family. It's going to get more. It's going to get more burned. It's going to be more important to the culture. Even though I hate the word for the culture, but you know, you could have just been like, man, you black, I'm black. Well, let's do something. You always talking this black shit. Talk this black. Talk this black shit with me. What I need to do. It's like it's certain conversations you can afford yourself to have. 
because you got 50 Cent BT Central and you have Irv Gotti Tales, but you have to, you have to get more. You have to give us more. You have to make us not want to change that channel because we want to love you, BT. Even after all the fuck ups you have done to us over, over the course of a lifespan, we want to love you. Let us love you. That's all you have to do. Let us, let us, us old young people love you. Stop chasing these young people. These young people want to watch that one boy that be doing all that clown stuff with the stuff on his face. Leave him alone. Let him stay on Instagram. Leave him on Instagram. We know his name. We gonna say his name. Leave him on Instagram. Don't bring. I swear, BT give him a show. I'm not gonna watch BT ever again. Because and it's no disrespect to him. It's just when you're when you're show when you show that you're out of touch, then it's like I can't come back. Cause I give, I give one of Sykes face value some run. I give BT Central, I mean MTV 50 Cent Central some run. So it's like, do things like that. Or, or if your, your, your parent company, Viacon, want to do something about bringing things back instead of TRL, bring back making the band. Oh, yeah. It's simple. Yeah. It's so and many simple things. Man. <laughs> P Diddy was a f- make making the ba- get the band back together. Remember make, 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 making the band had the band like get them back together. We will. It's like get the goodness. Give us the good nostalgia. Nobody's saying hey, you know what? I want to watch music video. First of all, we all got jobs and shit. We gotta go to during the day. Ain't nobody yeah. got no. Ain't nobody yeah. got no time to be flipping to no MTV in the middle. In the middle of the day, I'm not trying to watch. Even though the TV is always on in the office, in the middle of the day, I do not want to hear no music videos from people I don't know. This is not self discovery when I cut on my TV. They need to eat something. <laughs> Yo, hit what hits from the street at? I seen him in Glory Road and then it was like disappeared. Yo, he was funny as heck. D- See, that's what I'm saying. Like, all the good nostalgia, you're not giving us the. And they actually, that person who named we refuse to say on this show, he's like a, a more ratchet version of Hits from the Street. Remember, Hits from the Street were actually funny. He would go in like the EBT Olympics or some shit. Like, he was doing like random things in the streets. So it's like, you have this, you have this humongous platform that you're eventually going to get lose. Because, like I said, Complex is going into the media market because they already sold like half of the company. So they got they got the so they got the clout now. Well, I just use the word clout. They had the they had the money in place, right? So they're going to take over your stuff. But what they're doing is they're getting it for half the money you're spending because they're not going to put it on TV. Like it's going to be like it's going to be on the internet, like everyday struggle. They have the new show with Gilbert Arenas and Mia Khalifa called Out of Bounds. So they're giving you daily content where it's accessible whenever you want to. And it's free because YouTube is free. It's on YouTube. So they're they're capitalizing off this free market. Like there's no reason that anybody should be going to certain groups of people begging them for a show when you can just put it on when you can just put it on the internet for free. I don't know. 
I'll give y'all a lot of free games. Just send send the checks in the mail, man. I I don't know. I'm at work right now. At work right now. <laughs> I got a hot topic if y'all if y'all want to do this. Okay. I don't know. I'm because we got two artisans. We got two artisans. We got two artisans in this conversation. So I don't know how this gonna go. This is for this is for awesome nobody. Don't don't need to one of y'all fuck up y'all political connects. I don't expect y'all to do that. This is for awesome nobody and Lady Godiva. Do you feel that record labels in 2017 at this point are prioritizing popularity over talent? Absolutely. What make what makes you feel like that? <laughs> because I was looking online and I seen Bad Bad Bobby or whatever, whatever however you pronounce her name. She has a song now. That thing that that is horrible. It's like now nowadays it seems like because word word on road is that now all the record labels are trying to go out to people on YouTube with a following because they feel that if you just put them in a situation where a song comes out that. Which is, which is very disrespectful to their followers. They feel that they're, they have so many sheep in place that they're just going to buy the record regardless of whether or not it's good or bad because of how many, because of the, because of the amount of people. How I was saying like, yeah, like you got five million. What's, it's like this, it's like this, it's this thing that always goes around. Like if you have a hundred thousand followers, then you can at least get 300 of them to do some, some, some crazy like that. So they, they feel like if you got 5 million or whatever, you can at least get 500,000 to buy something that equivalates to like what, if that's a dollar, if that you sell it some two dollars, that's a million. So it's like record labels are starting to throw their integrity out the window all for the sake of the dollar. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's that happened. Like, it's been for a while now. Yeah. And, but it couldn't work. It's like, it's like the best work. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you outside, girl. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's the slap in the face. It's like, before I can look at a record label and me personally, I, 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 I've been feeling this for a long time. You can, you can make them, I can go some more free game, I guess. You can make money without a record label. If you, cause nowadays, in order for a record label to even look your way, you gotta have a buzz. If you have a buzz, that means that you already are able to stand on your own feet. To get your song on iTunes or any damn platform, you could pay a, you could pay a distributing company $20 a, a year. You can get as many songs as you want on the iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Amazon, on whatever music site. You can sell that or you can go the other route and just give it away for free if you got a buzz. And then, like I was talking about MTV and Taco Bell, you can go find somebody to sponsor your tour. Like I remember when um Donis, this is it is back in the day, Donis had like a had like a this, the the story of a uh, Atlanta Brave. He had Ten Deep sponsor his tour, and he went on tour. He that was before he signed to Def Jam and jammed himself up and signed to Def Jam off that. But he had Ten Deep sponsoring the t- see because I'm like. Rick, 
we're gonna we're not gonna go there. But so you can do it's like <laughs> it's it's ways of doing this, but a lot of people look at these record labels as gods. And they're not the record labels are again, they're the old fucks holding up holding up shit. Cause you don't need the the record label needs you more than you need them. I'ma just be I'ma just be real with y'all. In 2017, shit, in 2013, the record label needed you more than you needed them, but now it's more prevalent because they're in desperation mode. When you got you know like what's that you know like when somebody's when a when somebody's selling everything half off, they need you more than you need them because they know it's going south, and they're trying to get rid of inventory. So all this signing YouTubers that can't really rap or can't really sing, they're disrespecting the art. You don't even want to stand next to these people. That's that's like when your friend when your friend has a trash friend, you don't want to be around that friend because you don't want to be associated with it. You, you know, fool. If you argue with a fool they, from a distance, they don't know who's who. So it's like you don't want to be a part of these things. So I'm not telling anybody how to make their money. I'm just saying. If you take your time, because you got to build the buzz anyway. So if you already got that buzz, if they're not signing you for, if they actually don't even, don't even do, don't even do the five mil because they're gonna want the five mil back. Don't even. So don't if they're not, if they're if they're trying to offer, if when the moment they try to offer to sign you, that's the moment you know you have that leverage to go to a company and get somebody to pay for your tour. Simple and plain. All you gotta do. Yeah, I know. Killing these, killing these B words like they was talking about that on um everyday struggle. Like that's that's the thing. These kids they don't understand that. Which I'm I'm trying. I've been trying not to rant this episode, but these kids don't understand that when Joe but when Joe Button when Joe Button tells them something, he knows from experience, and you would never have Joe Button money. I don't care. Like I know. I know. No offense to Chance. Chance might get to be able to touch that lineage, that level of money, but Chance is not right there right now. Because, like Joe saying, oh, you independent, but you kind of selling yourself, you kind of selling every, oh, I'm about to say too much. You kind of selling too much to certain situations where it's going to jam you up in the end. But, a lot of these rappers are not Chance because Chance, he uh, he's using the motto of, I give it to you for free, I get the money back on the road. That's what rock. That was. I grew up. I grew up around rock. I grew up around rock and roll. My mom don't play rap, so in our household, I knew you get the money on the road. That was always the rock motto. Rock bands will come out and they'll sell ten thousand their first week, and they didn't sweat that shit. In rap, you're done. That's that. You're finished. Throw throw you in a ditch. But rock and roll, they're gonna tour till they're seventy years old. So that money is going to keep on coming in. They want to make sure enough people hear it. But rappers. They look at somebody like Joe Button who's going, well, you know, I don't, as, as much as I want to hear Joe go bar for bar every fucking day, and I love his music, as much as I want to hear him rap, I understand when he says it's no music, it's no money in rap. Like, y'all really want to be so up a label's ass that you're not realizing 
these little hits you're making because Pump is if Pump It Up is the only Joe Budden song you heard, then I'm sorry that that's the only song you've heard. The man can rap, but that is a mega smash. You would never have a mega smash. That is that 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 ascends genres. I mean, you could put Pump It Up on right now, and a lot of people would know every word. Exactly. That is a sm- that is a smash. It's like that. It's like man, it's like people. It, it bothers me because how you gonna tell a man they got a mega smash that he don't know what he talking about and he a one hit wonder like that's not a hit that's a smash it's a it's a big distinct dip. I'm not gonna disrespect nobody by pointing out what's a hit and what's a smash but they just say pump it up is a smash. Yeah, if you've never been to a slaughterhouse concert, you're, you're doing good service. You're not a hip hop head. Like Joe Budden is a real good. Person. He is a that man can rap. Y'all better go listen to that. They all trash. They all trash, though. You could you could say they all trash. No, no. But what I'm saying is, you knew that the record labels were no longer, you know, caring for their artists because the artists had a friend for themselves. They had to go other ways, you know, besides their music to, to get, you know, move them, move their money the way they used to. Um, I I noticed that, you know, like how it was going down. Um. You know, they do things on the, on the low. They try to be sneaky with it, but <laughs> we know what it is. Uh, yeah, we've seen it. Uh, it's 
are some of the greatest artists that we have, have ever come across your earwaves, right? Our group people, right? I just said, I'm a bullshit-ass rapper, right? But I got a t-shirt line, and I make $100,000 a off off my first t-shirt line. I'm good for the rest of my life. Back then, they didn't have that. And then we saw the collaboration and, 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 and the curation of these crossovers between not only am I a rapper or a singer or a band, I'm a brand that can be marketable to different things, to a liquor company, to cell phone companies, you know, to whatever it may be. Now I can associate my brand to other products and I can sell them. Right. If, if, if people are making music off of their iTunes downloads, God bless them. They're paying the bills off of that. They're, they're, they're doing something right. But that is far in between. They gave me and Beyonce are the only people that could probably pay their bills off their iTunes downloads. Exactly. It doesn't work like that anymore. For these, you got to score. You got to have some you gotta be on a TV show or something along those lines. You just can't be a singer, a rapper, in a band anymore. It just doesn't doesn't happen like that anymore. Because, and and partially to be openly honest, to be the fullest openly honest about that, they played themselves for that. A lot of people, I feel bad for the younger artists that are trying to come up off their integrity. When you like, when I was going back to the the chance thing, when you sell your soul. You now chance to sell a soul, but when you sell your soul, you put a you put a price on it. So if I'm paying if I'm paying the biggest artist right now two hundred thousand for a two week hole, you think I'm gonna pay you two hundred thousand for a two week hole? I'm giving you ten, and you better smile while I do it. So it's like you either go all what Jay Z said. I'm overcharging for what they did to the cold crush. You charge you charge the full max amount because you don't leave anybody else hanging out to dry and that's what a lot of artists want to say about different artists but they know in this political climate that if you say something a little critical about an artist then all their feelings get hurt i think which was which is funny because the first time i ever talked to y'all i was asking i was asking y'all about the cutty album y'all said y'all haven't heard it and i was saying how i said that all i said was i didn't like it it was horrible and like kid cutty didn't talk to me for like two months about it and i'm like you have to understand that you are held to, artists are held to certain standards and you have to live, uh, I'm not gonna say you have to live up to it, but if you put out some bull, if you put out some bull, you have to be called out for it. Like, how do you feel about this, 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 this hypersensitive crowd that feel like their art, their art, their art form cannot be critiqued? That's not right. That's not right. I mean, if you put it out to the public, that's exactly what you're gonna, gonna get back. But
season for the project and so and don't put it out there. Get it right. The best advice I heard was from Lupe. When they were all everybody was on his Twitter like what's the next album with this song. Lupe said, This is not race. And your ears clearly don't work. And the funny part about the whole thing is your next album was amazing. So I was right. Yeah. I, my whole critique was if you want to, if you want to sound like Kurt, go all in, learn Kurt, learn the patterns, man. And then the next album, you sounded amazing. So it's like, you can, I want to, th- I want to thank you, letter. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out. There. I want to thank you, note. Because that motherfucker was pretty mad. But anyway, so. It was really mad. So that's what I'm saying. It's like everybody seems to be in there feel like if somebody tell me something suck, I'm like, damn. I you should shit first of all, it might suck. 
Like that is a possibility. But a lot of people do like to get off. Like a lot of what really bothers me is a lot of people do like to get off on those those comp. It'll be like let's say me and you comment on something, right? We'd be like, oh, we love that. And then some another person who doesn't even have one Twitter follower, doesn't even have a picture, goes, oh that shit weak. What the fuck you talking about? And then you like, yeah. oh, I got all these haters, all this negative. Then you just spend thirty minutes going in on that person. It's like. Just ignore that person and go about your day because obviously they're trying to get a reaction out of you. Now, our critique is a critique. They'd be like, hey, I love your music. I felt like you was trying to go for this, but it really didn't work this time. And then they crack a joke. It's like the joke going to fly. What, what Vin Staples say about the uh, Eminem shit? He said, y'all ain't going to act like I got like this shit because I personally like it. Vin Staples didn't like it. But like he said, I'm going to get the jokes uh-huh. off. He told me to get the jokes off. That don't mean I don't think he's a great. I don't think I don't think he's not a great artist. But I'm gonna get these jokes off, and that was per- like all the all of us perfectly understood. That was like, okay, you don't like it, but that's cool because you had like you said he could do better. Like you can't get mad at somebody for saying you could do better. Like that's like that's a high compliment. Like yo, like yo, yo, that shit was that shit was dope. But you can like he it was like he could do better. That shit they can do better. Ben Staples is the best person to follow on Twitter, by the way. He don't tweet that much, but when he does tweet, it'd be like a whole day of tweets. Cause then he'll go back and delete it. Cause it don't, it don't fit his timeline, but he's funny. He's the black Larry David. I want to be the black Larry David so bad, but he is honestly the black Larry David. This this dude from um this dude from the dude from Falling in Reverse, which is a horrible band. He was like, "Man, you just hate all white people, don't you?" He was like, "No, I just hate you." And then like that was going back and forth. Then Vince Staples said, "Um, because the dude from Falling in Reverse, he has a history of trying to fight women." So Vince Staples said, "I ain't gonna talk no more. How about you close your eyes and then maybe you'll swing on me because you'll think I'm a b word." I was like, oh, this, I was like, this motherfucker just ready for war. It was just like the, the wit, the wittiness of it. Cause like he does his hit, but so I don't know how the fuck he be fighting this stuff so quickly. He be doing like his history on people and then he'll just like hit you. And then it's like, it's nothing you can say back cause your feelings hurt now. Cause he said, well, why don't you just close your eyes and maybe you'll swing on me thinking I'm a woman. Like hit you. Like he like, so, but yeah, but in conclusion, they need to just pay us checks. I want some checks. You can I never have. have you can never have too many. Jay Z, if you li- Jay Z, if you're listening, I still think Kanye West should give you them bars. But you need to hire us for title. We can turn. We could. We can make. We can make title pop. Because I only gave out a handful of jewels on the podcast. I got more. Yeah, we gotta save that for behind the scenes. <laughs> Better say that for a paycheck. I need a paycheck, Jay Z. No to Jay Z. Uh, we will. We will. Now, nah, just play, I'm playing Jay Z. I'm just. I'm play, actually. I ain't playing Jay Z. I'm playing Apple Music. We won't leave y'all for Jay Z. I thought about this shit for a minute. We won't leave y'all Apple Music. We love you, Jimmy Iveen. I know at the beginning of the podcast, you, you know, saying, you know, we see you, but let our let awkwardness just know what she's been up to lately. Uh, both of you, actually. I'm so proud of you both um, for growing, and, you know, I, it's just great to see our, our podcast family just out there and making things happen. So, um, yeah, go right ahead. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So awkward. 
And then Kansas can start treating you like Lil Wayne. She said, "With I'm gonna pay when the but she she really hit you with the bird man." I just imagine her rubbing her hands when she told you that. I'm like, wait, what the? Find they have in common with that resonates with you. Like after each interview, 
That that is such a good question, Lady Gaga. You know, one thing that resonates with me and that's so motivating to me is that nobody is an overnight success. Everybody, all of us, come from the struggle. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic class is. Nothing. Anybody that has a, a, a great career or a great story. It's never been a straight line to the top. It has always been twists and turns and, you know, life issues full throttle. And it's great to see that um, in times where you might question yourself, like, am I doing the right thing? Is this like, should I keep going with this? And then you talk to somebody and it's not, they don't, they're not doing the exact same thing as you, but the motivation is there that they've been like, hey, I've got knocked down. I've got back up. Um, you know, you just keep tracing your dreams. That's always kind of the undertone of everybody that speaks to on, on the podcast, and it's very refreshing. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all make sure y'all check out her podcast. Listen to Austin Nobody's podcast. Check out his music as well. And make sure while you're over there listening to her podcast, listen to all the Awkward Minority episodes because they're all they're always pretty entertaining. Yeah. Got to plug that. <laughs> and as always, thank you guys for checking out the Aqua Minority Podcast. This has been another episode, and we will see you next week. Good night. Thank you.